welcome to episode 484 of Fly Away. Over the past few years, we've been reminded time and again how the world relies on travel. From supporting local economies to learning about new cultures, the experience that travel provides helps to make our world smaller and bring us closer together. Here at Outlander Travel, we've been proud to be a small part of bringing that to you through our weekly podcast. My name is Sandy, and this week I'm joined by fellow Outlander travel agents Donna and George, and we're also excited to be joined today by Ward Reed from Windstar Cruises. Welcome! (laughs) Windstar Cruises redefines the traditional cruise experience with intimate, smaller ships offering unparalleled elegance and personalized service. This week, we're excited to welcome Ward Reed, our Central U.S. Regional Sales Manager with Windstar. A born and bred Aussie, Ward now lives in Austin with his family, and he's here to tell us what makes this cruise experience stand out. So let's get started. Oh, I'm so excited because I haven't done a Windstar cruise. So. <laughs> neither. Uh, yeah, me neither. Well, we you, you, you just summarized it beautifully. I think we can cut it there. You just nailed what the concept <laughs> <Yeah>. is. <laughs> Everyone's ready. Yeah, let's all go on a cruise. All right. So talk, talk about the tagline, the 180 degrees from ordinary. What is what is that about? Yeah, yeah. Look, it is something we're very proud of. We, you know, we make that statement very clearly. So people, when they're looking at our brand, they're like, oh, let me look deeper into this. Why is it different? Um, as you know, we sit in this cruise world where there is you know there's a perception a a known of big ships and sails and whatever missing perceptions go but so that's our biggest challenge is letting people know this really is turn your head around 180 degrees we're going in a different direction we do this different than the big ships we're smaller we can get into places the other ships can't go um the itineraries are very unique and yeah it, it is one of our brand challenges actually um, and it's one of these things, and having you told me you haven't been, Sandy, Donna, and George, we need to get you on there. Because okay. <laughs> no, no matter what we say and how our story comes out, uh, everyone comes back with a slightly different perception. But I can tell you, it's 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 out of this world. They're like, oh, wow, now I get it. So, right. Yeah. So how, how big are the ships when we say smaller ships? Yeah, and it's I, I want to stress that we have one brand and two products. So this is important. We are one brand, Windstar Cruises, but we have sailing ships and we have luxury motor yachts, okay? Mm-hmm. So the sailing ships, uh, two of those carry 150 people only. So these are little babies. One's permanently in Tahiti, think, you know, warm, safe, easy waters uh, with lovely big sails. And that's attracting a sail enthusiast, if you like. And then we have three of our uh, luxury motor yachts, so they don't have sails, and these hold 300 people. So they're twice the size, um, but they are more of an elegant, uh, you know, think of it as your own private yacht um, and think of that personality that that brings uh, versus a sailing enthusiast. So, um, yeah, two very distinct types, but being always under 300 means we fall into, you know, they have standardised categories, um, and we definitely hold as the smallest commercial operating ships on the water. Awesome. So who is your typical Windstar traveler? Who are you looking yeah. to bring yeah. aboard? And that's a great question. There's four, really. There's four types. So the sailing enthusiast, you know, probably a member of a yacht club, probably has done a lot of boating, um, and then he's looking to go away on a sailing adventure and they're really into the, the logistics, the nuts and bolts of, of how the, the boat works. So they go on the sail ships. Then we have the luxury motor yachts who might own private boats of their own, be weekend boaters, 
um, or just travelers that have done a lot of cruises. So cruising enthusiasts that have done the, you know, three, four thousand ships and then they're looking for other things. So that's the cruise enthusiasts come on the, the, the motor yachts. And then the third one that we have is the river cruise client. So they're predisposed to smaller vessels. They know those unique itineraries can get into smaller places and they're looking for that itinerary for the oceans because we don't do rivers, we only do oceans. And then the fourth one is my favourite. They're the independent traveller that you as travel agents have probably sent to Paris. They've picked up a car, they've driven down the road to all the villas and the wineries, they've stayed in a beautiful B&B in the country, packed up and gone the next day. And the only feedback they've given you at the end of the trip is, it was a great trip, but I'm tired. I don't want to unpack every day again. Mm. And that's where that client comes and goes, oh, I see Windstar does a Rome to Barcelona. They stop in at Nice. We can do our vineyards. And they only have to unpack once. So that's the new client that we're, we're, we're getting. That's so, Reed, a- do you offer um, – I'm sorry, Ward. Um, do you offer uh, later night stays so that they can do – I mean, because most of the commercial ships pull out at like five o'clock in the afternoon. So if you want to stay for a sunset dinner or something. Yeah, you, you've stolen my thunder, Donna. That was going to be my ah. highlight is longer days in ports. <laughs> it's definitely part of the 180 degrees from ordinary. You know, we don't do what they do. And then overnights, like we have more overnights on our itineraries than than most cruise lines for that very reason. The people want to stay there and you know, indulge longer go on their bike rides, go on their hikes, you know, uh, do private car tours, visit some wineries. So, yes, that, that, that's that's key to itinerary planning for us. And how do your excursions work, actually, on the ship? Yeah, and that's a great question. So, again, it's because our clients are discerning, and by discerning I use that respectively saying they change their mind on a dime. <laughs> so short excursions, I, I want to tell you, and I know we're in a commercial environment here, I can tell you, they're not commissionable to the travel agent for this reason is once you book the cruise for your clients, we then have them book their own shore excursions on the website because they're non-commissionable and they do change them all the time. So it, it, it is really a separate thing. They're all third-party operators. Uh, none of them are owned by Windstar. We don't direct them at all. We just try and get enough different options uh, for people to go on. But you know, and I use this example, one day we were out there in Santorini and uh, we had some clients who had three months ago booked this winery tour that they wanted to go to. And, you know, it's coming up, their winery tour was due at one o'clock. Um, it was 12 and they were still out on our water sports platform, just, you know, lollygagging out in the water. And we were yelling to them from the back, hey, guys, that, that winery tour you booked three months ago, they're, they're going to be here in an hour. You need to get out, get dressed and get off the ship. And they said, you know what? We're having such a good time here. Just bring us another pina colada and cancel the winery tour. Oh, wow. So so that's sort of flipping on the dime. And I always say to people, yeah, have a look at your excursions, but book them on the boat if you want, you know, as you're going, because people do change their minds. Our our clients are very very independent and flexible. (laughs) That's funny. I I don't travel like that. (laughs) No, ours are planned way in advance. I've done a lot better, but I am. Yeah, I would. I'd be like, you guys know we're going to that winery. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and there is that. Yeah. And back on that because I think sometimes we do have to manage expectations and things going. Um, so I did Iceland um, this, uh, this week, well, you know, the, the, the northern summer, July. And um, 
we had three whale tours booked, you know, for three different days and we didn't get any of them. The weather just came yeah. in bad, you know. So yeah. then but what we got alternatively was a, a gorgeous historic walking tour. Uh, another one was a, uh, a biking tour. So, you know, things popped up and we weren't we, we lamented that not seeing the whales but we found other joys. Yeah. So do um, do you guys have cabins for solo travelers? Yeah, we do. We have a whole – we actually have a task force in the yield department whose job it is is to try and release as many rooms as possible for solo travels. Okay. So we have a link on our website called the Single uh, Solo Traveler Supplement. And what we've tried to do is find as many tours and rooms as we can. Um, and sometimes – I don't want to oversell this – we do have zero supplements. So you as a single could be in a room – and only paying half the price of what two people would. Um, and then we scale it up from there depending on demand and all that sort of thing. But it's something we're acutely aware of um, and we know that there's a, a camaraderie that comes with promoting single travellers onto a tour um, and they meet at dinner on the first night and, you know, make friends and become their own little group and they're no longer <laughs> single solo travellers. Nice. What about families? Do you guys have children? Yeah, it's good board? to understand our policy, Sandy. So thanks for asking that. Eight and above is where we sit, so not below that. Um, and the quite the simple reason for that is our medical facility doesn't have a children's uh, 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 possibility. It's only doctors who are treating adults or, you know, above uh, child age. So that is the limitation for that. Now, having said that, we do have families coming on, you know, like the, the, the popular one I see is the mum and the dad and the children who are coming on there, they're going off to college or they've just finished college. So, mm-hmm. you know, they might be late teens, early 20s. And I've actually, what's the word, ghost surveyed these people because a lot of mm-hmm. people say, oh, the kids are going to hate this because we don't have a zip line, we don't right. have a raceway, <laughs> we don't have a water slide, we've just got a small pool <laughs> and a jacuzzi, right? So, and I've said to them, I, you know, not cornered them, but over dinner, I said, hey, look, I see you here with your mum and dad and just want to know, how is this trip? And they go, we love it. Mum and dad explained what Windstar is about, you know, and mm-hmm. I suppose you had to use a very bad stereotypical thing. They're the Nat Geo kids, right? They're the kids that understand that they're coming here to have an, an immersive experience and, and learn a lot and they're, they're, they're not running around looking for arcade games and stuff like that and they're, they're there to yeah. be with their parents. So having said that, even yeah, the younger ones, as long as they're primed and know what they're getting, they, they, they'll do just fine. I've seen younger kids on there, but we don't go below the eight-year-old level. So yeah, I've seen children that I would consider to be well-traveled that fit that kind of thing nicely. Perfect. Yeah, Perfect. yeah. So what is talk about like onboard life? What is their entertainment? What's the you yeah. know what, like how does the the evening go? So because the passenger crew ratio, we're actually, for every three clients we have, we've got two crew. So we're very intensive. You know, everyone's looking after, they'll know your name. Like that first day when you get on, our guests will know your name and you'll quickly learn these. They'll know what you like to drink, what you like to eat, and they'll even remember that last drink you had at the bar that you don't remember. You know, they are really (laughs) very attentive. But at the same time, part of our philosophy and training is that hey, if you want free time, you just want to be on the deck, you want to be left alone, we pull right back. So we have a knowing and, you know, I call the ice, I always say luxury is anticipating a client's needs, right? You, you can be a one-star hotel, 
But if you're very attentive to your clients, you, you can be a luxury product. It's about knowing how to do that. And so that's what our crew is trained on. Now, with entertainment, yeah, again, we, like I said, we don't have the zip line, the raceway, the water slide. But what we do have is a, uh, a permanent um, cruise director, if you like, who is managing a, a duo of a little band and they're playing fun games. We don't do the corny, like, bingo typical stuff, but <laughs> we do, you know, like the Liars Club and these interactive fun games in the lounge. So it's very low key. And then the pinnacle of our entertainment is our crew. We actually have our crew do a synchronised swimming demonstration on stage without water. I, I'll leave <laughs> really? it as a teaser. You have to go to see it. I am still, I still from this day when my wife and I recollect about it, we're, we're just laughing, my belly hurts. I'll give the, <laughs> one of the room attendants, um, a little Indonesian guy um, named uh, Nasa was our guy and he's just always funny, come into the room in the morning and he, you know, I'd have my towel on the floor. He goes, Mr. Reed, you are very untidy. You're very, you know, <laughs> always sort of jesting around. And then this night at the thing, we saw him up on the stage where he's got his cap on and his speedos and they're doing this awesome thing, which you've got to see. Anyway, the next day when he was cleaning the room, he's just mulling around and I was messing around. He goes, uh, Mr. Ward, I just want to let you know you might never, ever see me again at Windstar. I said, why? What's happened, Nasa? He said, I got caught up by the Olympics. I'm going to the Olympics. <laughs> and he was completely just joking, but he had my wife and I in stitches again. Like, and this is a part of, you know, you, you asked me about life on board. It's, it's so a community, a family. I don't want to get too corny, but, you know, the, the, it's not staff and the passengers. You, you'll get to know these people because you see them in the hallways. You, you're on a small boat. You can't get away from everyone. <laughs> so, <laughs> see, I love that, though, that they can cut up like that. That, they, yes, that makes it. the experience just so much better. Exactly. So you're right. They're not under a subservient, you know, manager staff thing where they're told don't, you know, always be prim and proper. It's quite the opposite. They're like, if you can get a chance to make a joke about a, a passenger, lean on in. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely makes the tips, at least for me, I tip higher when they do that. Oh, good. Good to know, guys. <laughs> so uh, you talked about some unique onboard experiences. So that sounds like something really cool. But there's also some some um, examples you gave, like shopping with the chef. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's cool. a great one. So this again, you know, food is important to us. We are the official cruise line of the James Beard Foundation. Nice. Um, you know, we are catered, plant based, vegan, all those. You know, very, very heavy focus on food, and we have celebrity chefs. I come around. So to that, quite often, you know, clients want to know, well, where do you shop? Because our freezers can run low. We're quite small. And I'll, I'll give you a great example. I'll give you two examples. Normally, we might be in, say, Rome, and we go into La Vecchio to this beautiful uh, big market with all the cheeses and the fresh fruits. And the chef just literally walks around the boat in the morning and says, hey, I have to go shopping for three hours. I'm leaving at nine. I'll be back at noon. Who wants to come? Follow them. They just walk up and they do all the shopping. Nice. So, and they, yeah, that's, that's a lovely one. So when I went to Iceland, I love telling this story, I had 10 travel advisors with me and we're in Iceland, okay, in July. Guess where they got to go? Not to the fresh food, uh, fruit and veggie market, but the fish market, okay? Nice. It was stinking and horrible. <laughs> but they loved it. He basically walked in with a checkbook. I think he grabbed 2,000 euro worth of mahi-mahi. We loaded it onto the back of a golf cart. We drove it back to the boat, unloaded in the kitchen, <laughs> And then the chef cooked it up for the agents that night, you know. Oh, nice. It, yeah, so those, yeah, we, we, we're really involved in the food because we are a foodie cruise line for sure. 
oh, now I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. And, the open and I love that you use those seasonal vegetables and things. So whatever's in season, that's that's what exactly. you make. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, I think more fish in Iceland than I do like fruits and vegetables, I think. <laughs> 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 and then you have you said they have the open bridge policy too. So that's kind of cool because yeah. some yeah, places is, charge for stuff like that. You know? That's right, yeah. Sandy. Thank you. A lot of cruise mm-hmm. lines make this uh, you know, add-on thing, but we, we don't. We want our clients to to really lean into this. So the bridge is open 20 hours a day. There is four hours of closure due to safety and inspection, et cetera. But literally we can you can go up there and you're encouraged to. And I, I, I use this story again on that Iceland trip. My best Australian mate is an international commercial pilot for a uh, very wealthy company who I can't name, but he is very hard to please is my point. He's been everywhere in the world. I said, come and check our ship out. And uh, and I said, you'll be able to go up to the captain. My point is I could not pull him out of the bridge. <laughs> Me and the captain were having these conversations about things that I don't understand about, you know, GPS and navigation systems and because they're comparing aircraft to planes and where they are in the world. Anyway, it was just is so lovely. And, you know, you'd think, oh, would the captain get perturbed and, you know, I'd get out of my thing. No, quite opposite. He would say to me, go and bring more travel agents up. I want to share them, you know, the navigation <laughs> systems and, you know, where we're going over tonight, how deep's the water and all that. I said, I, I think they're in the bar, mate. They don't really care, but I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the thing is that, you know, those smaller ships really give you the opportunity to have a more hands-on experience. You yeah. know, most of the big ships, they don't let you into those some of those areas. That's right. That's right. And like yeah. as Sandy said, if you do, you got to pay because they set it up as a structure. That too, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, we're quite the opposite on that. And, again, because, and like I said, on, particularly on the sailing ships because we've got this sailing enthusiast, they have a million questions and they just want to be up there. Yeah, I can um, imagine. <laughs> for the luxury motor yacht, it's just a, it is just a, a unique treat to go up there and go, wow. The, and what, what was outstanding was, the captain, he was he was probably thirty five or forty. The second officer, I think he was twelve. <laughs> yes. We went in there and we're talking to him. Go, how old are you? And they go, yeah, I just came out of college. But just bright, bright kids and awesome people that love their jobs. It's great. Now I'm really curious though because you have the sailing ships. Do people get to participate in some of the rigging and all that kind of? sails and everything yeah we have this thing it's a tradition called the sail away so at each um port where we're leaving out from a new port um we bring the sails or they unfurl to the 1492 overture it's this lovely italian opera piece um and that that is a part of where there's a little video on our website it's a three minute and where the captain explains you know the unfurling the weight and all that sort of stuff so, but no, because Donna, it is actually, again, at 150 people, it's not a, uh, what do you call it? It's not a private sailing ship. It's a commercial operation. So yeah. those sails are those big, big, you can't actually, you know, sit there and <laughs> wind it up. But it is talked about, like you hear the conversations of these sailing enthusiasts who are going, oh, yeah, I can hear the recoiling and the, all these fancy words that I don't even know um, going on. But, no, they don't do a hands-on as such and why because it is all electronic because of the Oh, size. okay. Well, that, yeah. that, that makes it that you don't yeah. have people out there, you know. No, 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 no. <laughs> like okay, well, that makes yeah. sense that it's not a participatory sport. <laughs> right, it is. It's an observational one and, like, and that's, I suppose, yeah, trying to get in that hybrid space where 
And yeah, I will send this video to you as follows. It's just a three minute one. And the comments from the clients is just, and look, and not to get too emotional, but I've seen people standing there watching it and, and they're in tears listening to this Italian opera piece wow. and these sales coming up and they go, oh, this is just amazing. You know, it, it, it's, it's really is quite emotional. That's cool. I want mm. I want to go back and touch on the food just a little bit more because I know you just kind of threw out James Beard Foundation like so casually mm. like that's nothing but <laughs> I feel like maybe let's, like let's talk about that a little more. That's just your main dining kind of experience. Is that kind of level well, of food? Yeah, and thank you for opening that up. So as yeah. you may or may not know, the James Beard uh, James Beard Foundation is a group of chefs restaurateurs and critiques who are all about farm to table, right? It's about that freshness and it's about being in a destination and, and eating the destination, if you like. So that's where the premise came from. And what we actually do with that is uh, this year we have three celebrity chefs, sailings, who are coming on to actually be there. And, and a lot of people follow that chef. They might know them from a blog or from a TV show or whatever, and they'll come on. Next year we're going to expand that to five. So yes. these are really super foodie people. And, again, what we encourage the chef to do, because we do have this, you know, we're actually um, uh, the NHA, National Health Association, they partner with us. They've gone through and verified our menus as healthy and sustenance and all that. Now, and now I, don't, I don't want to distract people by saying that because you can still get your dirty hamburger and your hot dog. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Everything's available, but we have been accredited by these food uh, criterias to get on there. And if I can just pull it right to the left end of it, if you like, uh, or, or just on a spectrum. So in February, we are sampling our very first plant-based only sailing. Oh, so in nice. Tahiti, where we have uh, just one boat, and I spoke to the head chef about this, and this is off the record, although I know we're going public. He said, oh, um. it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. I have to basically pull everything out of the freezer restock it with plant-based. Now, the plant-based criteria is SOS. Have you heard of this? No mm -hmm. salt, no oil, no sugar. That's oh. the requirements that have to be in these food categories. So the chefs had to write this whole menu. We're actually, um, it's one of our Tahiti sailings, which we're there weekly. And what we've done is charted it out to, uh, a, a, it was a travel agent actually that came to the idea and says, I have 180 vegans <laughs> or plant-based oh, that love I want it. to get wow. on. Nice. And so we said, well, you can have 180. We've still got to find another 120 who mm -hmm. want to get on there and, you know, not have, uh, uh, you know, any meat or, or, or anything that's salt, oil or sugar. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this has been in the works for two and a half years. Wow. Uh, it sails next month. So let's maybe follow up. And I see would love to. Yeah, I would love to is. hear about that. I'm going to corner you at Connection. Yeah, no <laughs> I don't hear from you before that. Yeah, that's so awesome. I'm just stepping through this spectrum here just to say that's yeah. the very then. Mm -hmm. Then in this middle space is like, so my wife is gluten and dairy free just for health, not uh, for uh, health reason. So mm -hmm. she was very um, dubious about going away for a seven-day how am I going to do this? But she's my poster child. She can't speak highly enough at how uh, attentive they are to that. Even, you know, as I said, there's still hamburgers and hot dogs and everything on the menu, but we can look at that. And, yeah, and that's why I'm going back to the other spectrum, whatever, you know, uh, juicy, yummy brisket, um, uh, jerk chicken, whatever, everything's available. My daughter is um, gluten free and vegetarian, so bring her away. Totally she feeling this. <laughs> it's so hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. All right, so a little more onboard experience. Can you talk about how the cabins 
Yeah, so we uh, our smallest room, again, for those that you know really know their cruise rooms, our minimum suite is 277 square feet, okay? okay. So and it's literally divided into two rooms. You have a front room near your window. Then uh, you can partition it off. Obviously, this is hard without a visual, but I'm stepping you through it. Then the bedroom. <laughs> then we have a full walk-in robe where you'll get your lovely robe and your slippers and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then a full bathroom. And here's the kicker. This is so funny to me. We're sitting at dinner with this uh, travel agency group in Iceland. We're looking at this beautiful glacier and this beautiful mountain. Go, oh, this is this gorgeous. And one agent said, you know what I love about it, Ward? Your bathrooms have got two sinks. I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> so in this renovation that we did, yeah. we have two sinks. And, yeah, and they, it was a that husband That is unheard of except in, like, the top presidential suites in most cruise go. lines. Know, exactly. So it's this little <laughs> bit of luxury that we've brought down to – our lead in rooms and yeah and the, the husband and wife were saying yeah we got together we, we got together at the same time we've never done i don't that even before. consider that luxury that's a necessity <laughs> okay, well, there you go, <laughs> so, so that's our leading rooms the 277 square feet and then we only go up from there so and we're, we're a very simple cruise line so we have just two categories there we have the uh the balconies which are french balconies okay so you can't mm-hmm. sit out there it's your traditional french balcony mm-hmm. and then you have your ocean view windows and they're all the same size rooms now, if people do want to upgrade, there's three options. We have a deluxe, a classic, and an owner's suite. And they go up to like the 1,300 square feet. So you've got all nice. your main rooms here. Then you've just got these nine special rooms, which are the upgrades. So it's a very simple. You know how with a lot of cruise lines, you've got 85,000 different room types to understand? Oh, yeah. You don't have to <laughs> with us. <laughs> nice. And then... I know we talked a little bit about um, the Tahiti one. So you said there's two sailing, though. What, where's the other sailing ship go? Does it just go everywhere? Yeah, it does. So there's the wind, that's the wind spirit that's down there. Then we have the wind star. And that, that oscillates between uh, the, the, the Caribbean mainly and the Mediterranean. Um, so there, that one moves around to different spots. So we do a lot of relocating. Tahiti is the only place where we have a ship every week. And we will be actually putting one of the luxury motor yachts in there um, as well. So that's what we call the core, I suppose. That's how we started. That's okay. our life and love, and that's where we are. <clears throat> and then the other two big destinations are the Mediterranean and the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Norway, Iceland, so think of those destinations. And they're really the core four, if you like. And then what we do with the other ships is we move them to like South America. They've done Australia and New Zealand. Uh, we've done the Galapagos. Um, so yeah, they, they just move. And that's really driven by our customers. They're like, you know, they come to us seven and eight, nine times, Sandy. They just keep yeah. coming back and we've got to that's find awesome. new places for them. <laughs> well, I have to say, Windstar is, I've done a lot of research and Windstar is the only ship that does just the Italian Peninsula. There you go. Well done, Dawn. And so, because I've looked, I mean, people that want to do just Italy, yeah, and they want to go from you know Venice, and then they want to go down the the that coastline, and then head over to Sicily and do Naples, and and just do that section. You are the only ones who do that. Yeah, yeah. Good, good feedback, Don. And, and that's the thing. The number two thing I always say to people is. Or what, what are you, how are you different? Our itineraries are, are really hard to match. They really are. And you get into some of these smaller ports, like yeah. in Puglia and things like that, that I've looked at, uh, that 
you know, most of these other ships can't get into. So yeah, makes exactly. a huge difference that you yeah. see something that nobody else has seen. There you go. Yep, it, it really does. Well, I just did a cruise this fall in Europe where it, it was a larger ocean cruise ship. <laughs> and um, it said our port was Paris and we were actually a three-hour drive from Paris. So, Thanks. yeah. <laughs> so I totally get that difference. Yep. Well, what is your favorite destination that Look, Windstar it, does? It is Tahiti. I mean, that's mm-hmm. where we started. I've been there seven times. The oh, place nice. never <laughs> fails to amaze. It's 72 degrees and perfect every day. You know, you can be on the boat. You can you know, obviously there's the water, so you're snorkeling every day. You're, you're swimming with stingrays. You're swimming with friendly sharks, not the Australian sharks where I'm from. They're, they're friendly sharks. <laughs> uh, and um, you know, and, and beautiful coral fish and reefs. So you're doing all that, you know, typical island vacation mm-hmm. as you imagine. But then you get to these places like Marea, and you go off on a horse ride up into a volcanic rainforest, like the 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 the, the diverse that's available in that area. And then you know you've got Bora Bora, which is arguably one of the most you know beautiful places on earth. And then here at Windstar, we've been so blessed with being in that country so long. We actually, I don't know, use the word, own our own little motu or island that sits between Bora Bora and Raiatea. So we literally just pull the boat up in the harbour. We get the paddle boards out from the water sports platform and the kayaks and we ferry everyone over to the beach and we have our own barbecue. There's a masseur over there. Uh, we have our lunch on the beach and you just spend your day on your own private island. It's it's So, the, yeah, I think that's my favourite. That sounds like a really rough life. It's tough, don't it? <laughs> <I> know, <laughs> but somebody times. has to do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So is there anything we've forgotten to mention that you want to make sure we touch on? Uh, no, I did. You guys have done a really thorough job um, covering everything awesome. there. Um, I suppose I did want to extenuate that water sports platform. Yes. Again, it's a visual that we encourage people because no one really looks into it. Or and some people get on the boat and go, "Oh my gosh, I didn't even know it was there." But it's in the brochure, it's on the website, but it's not mm-hmm. spoken about. And what we want to really articulate is that we're bringing people into these waters and they're sailing on it, but a lot of the time being in it. Is, mm-hmm. is what's really important, particularly Tahiti, like just going off the back with your snorkel and your flippers and your goggles and the fish are all there. Whereas, you know, if you're with another operation or a bigger boat, they're like, hang on, got to wait, we've got to tender you off over there and then you've got to go over there. Like, right. you know, that, that to me, this, what I call it, instantaneous adventure is available, you know, where we can drop these down. Obviously in the colder places it's not going to happen as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but you think Mediterranean, Caribbean in the summertime, just jumping off the back of that boat and, you know, it's stand-up pedal boards, it's kayaking, it's all your snorkeling equipment. Um, it's just, and you don't ever have to leave the boat. It's it's really great. That sounds awesome. All right. Yes, yeah, sign does. us up. We're, we're ready. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> we're not too far from the Caribbean. So. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that is our show for this week. Thanks for hanging out with us. Please like our Facebook page, rate us, and be sure to tell your friends about us. You can find our previous episodes on the podcast page of outlandertravel.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We would love to hear from you. And thank you, Ward, for being here with us this week. It's been a real pleasure. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) On behalf of Donna, George, and myself, Sandy, thank you for joining us this week. Gotta fly. Gotta fly.